Baker and Browns is back with a long overdue free agency podcast. Mm. We, uh, we, we held off for a bit. Uh, this is what, the fourth day? Fourth. Yeah, July 4th. So fourth. fourth day. Uh, happy uh, <laughs> Independence Day to any Americans out there. But let's get right into it. So the biggest thing I want to talk about is how fast this free agency progressed. Mm-hmm. We're on day four, and I, I can't remember. I mean, you would probably know this better than me, but the money's, like, gone so quick. And a yeah. lot of, like, multiple-year contracts, a lot of one-year contracts, too, that are pretty, you know, heavy on the money side. True. And if you're, a like, a restricted free agent left out there, it's not looking promising right now because there's a very few amount of teams that have money to sign you, and those teams aren't really contending right now. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think for the restricted free agents coming in, uh, they had to kind of know this was going to happen. Uh, it's so difficult to get an offer sheet as a restricted free agent these days. And the biggest reason for that is that uh, it basically, if a team makes an offer to a restricted free agent, it locks up their money for two days. You have to have your cap space held for two days while the other team decides if they want to match it. So like you said, Nate, with how fast paced we're going in this free agency, imagine if you didn't have your cap space accessible for two days. You, you'd miss out on everything. So now the restricted free agents have to sit back. Nobody makes them an offer. Their teams aren't going to make them an offer. They have no reason to. And uh, they get left in this holding period. And I think I think roughly eight or nine of the ten best remaining free agents, when I was kind of going through the remaining players, are restricted free agents that remain. So they're mm-hmm. they're just sitting out there waiting for an offer. And I think we're gonna we're gonna see a few guys take their qualifying offers and try and become unrestricted free agents next year. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to kind of the, the who's left category in a minute here. But first things first, I think what people are wondering and what the, frankly, the entire league is wondering, mm-hmm. what is happening with this Warriors team? How did they pull this off? How did they sign DeMarcus Cousins for such a low amount? And, you know, we're going we're gonna to do our best here to, to break it down for you. But why don't you, why don't you start us off? So Cousins, he's, you know, this is his, this is going to be his ninth season. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the most dominant centers in the game when he's healthy. I would agree. The highest usage player, probably in the other than Harden. Other I than say. Harden, yeah, yeah, like he's up there. And all, out of the blue, there wasn't there wasn't a buildup. There wasn't any, you know, rumors really around him because it was so focused on LeBron, Kawhi, for sure, and you know some of these other guys that. Everyone, you know, was, was kind of shocked when he, when he signed. So why don't you, why don't you start us off, take us through how this kind of formulated? Sure. So I think, uh, like many things in the last few years, everything fell perfectly into place for the Warriors. Um, you know, two years ago, Cousins was a guy that we were talking about being a Supermax. When they invented the Supermax in the last collective bargaining agreement, a guy like Cousins was somebody you talked about. That's way all the way back when he was playing on Sacramento which feels like forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um, people were talking about him getting one of those five-year, $35 million a year contracts. He obviously gets traded from Sacramento to New Orleans. One of the big parts of that, they didn't feel comfortable paying him all that money. Um, and then this year gets off to a great start to the year, I think was well on his way to, to a max contract, a multi-year max contract, probably with the Pelicans, and uh, suffers the torn Achilles. Um, and I think he got out on the restrict on the free agency market this year as an unrestricted free agent and saw just a really, really dry market. He's not going to be able to play till late December, probably January. Um, there's character questions galore 
all it takes is a Google search. You can read all about it, right? Mm. He's had incredible issues. Incredible issues with young players. Yeah. Better yet, YouTube. <laughs> yeah, YouTube. Um, like, I know just has had really had problems in Sacramento with rookies coming in. Yeah. Like, not just not being a mentor, but, like, flat-out bullying people, mm-hmm. which is a problem if you have a young team. And uh, I think teams just shied away from, from giving him multi-year or big money. Yeah. And, like... I know New Orleans did offer him two years, $40 million before the season ended, but after the Achilles injury. And him and his agent said no. Um, his agent circled back to the Pelicans and was made aware that that offer was no longer available once yeah. July 1st came around. And uh, his agent talked to the Lakers, and the Lakers had no interest. Mm-hmm. They had no interest even at this m- the mid-level exception of $5.3 million that he's going, to the Lake- or he's going to the Warriors for. Yeah. So I think the market was just really cold. And uh, yeah, it works out perfectly for the Warriors. It creates an even bigger super team. But I don't think this is a case of, you know, we have no, you know, he's just going there to get a ring. He's just chasing the ring. I think this is really kind of the market that was out there for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's it's hard to under, like hear that and understand as, you know, the majority of people aren't really happy about the Warriors because, you know, the, the backlash of the Warriors going to the finals again and, and you know, absolutely dominating they want to see some diversity in the league, but I think you're right. It's, it's in, it's the case of, you know, a lot of teams aren't willing to take the risk. And frankly, I don't blame them a, a ton. He sure, totally. like I said, he's a, t- he's a top five center when he's, when he's healthy, but he tore his Achilles, which is not a light injury. No. And you know, the thing with cousins, he's still on his rookie extension contract. Mm-hmm. So he's drafted in 2010, I believe is yep, 2010. I, I forget what pick he was. Fifth. Fifth. Okay. So that's like John Wall's class. Derek Favors, another free agent, was in that class too. And, you know, he signed his rookie extension. So he hasn't really got paid yet. And so you can see, you know, with that, what did you say with the, the Pelicans? Was it two years? Yeah, they, he was offered two years, 40 million. Two years, 40 million. So, you know, obviously, I assume him rejecting that is like, I need to get paid because like, look, you know, who I am, I can be a top five player. And yeah, if you don't, uh, if you don't grab, like if you're chasing the money, in such a tight market like it is now, it's really hard for a player, let alone an injured player. And so I think really this, it, it's smart by him going to Golden State because obviously, sure, you know, you you uh, you kind of play into the drama narrative. He seems like a guy who doesn't <laughs> shy away from the drama. And, you know, the second thing is you're repairing your value. Totally. This obviously, you know, even already, it's 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 I think it's more unlikely than likely he remains a warrior next year unless they're willing to pay him, which I don't really see how they could do no, that. No. So I, I really think it's a rental, similar to what people thought Paul George was doing this year. True. Which obviously is not the case as he, you know, signed signed an extension. Or well not an extension, a new contract. But I think DeMarcus is really looking to rebuild his value and from his standpoint it's like, okay, people don't think I'm healthy, people think I'm a problem. Watch, I'm gonna go play for one of the best organizations in the league, if not the best. And I'm going to repair my value. I'm going to add value to them. Who knows? You know how they're how they're going to look for sure. But and I I think Nate, we I think I think we said this on our last podcast. It was a little while ago, but I think we were talking about cousins. And I said, you know, and I've heard this said by by radio people recently. You know, mostly radio people that don't follow the NBA super closely. No offense to them. Yeah, but it's just the truth. Uh, and they're screaming. You know, he's a thirty million dollar player, and he's taking five million dollars. Or you'll hear people, Cousins is a max player. Okay, well, let's sit down with the cap sheets and figure out who can offer him $20 million. Yeah. There is literally two teams, maybe three teams uh, in the NBA that could offer Cousins 
that kind of money. Yep. Two of them are in extreme rebuilds, Chicago and Hawks. At- Atlanta. Thank yep. you. And Chicago's already got their own things where they know they're going to have to probably match an offer sheet for Levine mm-hmm. and they have other needs. Yep. So those are your two major teams that have cap space. The third one would have been the Lakers, but obviously they did, they weren't interested and they signed LeBron. So mm-hmm. he's off the table. Yeah. And both like, well, okay, let's take those three teams. So Chicago signing DeMarcus Cousins really isn't in your timeline. No, not you at don't all. need an all-star center right now. You're building around a young core. Um, you know, you don't, he's, he doesn't fit in their timeline. And all, same with Atlanta. You don't need a young center. You got John Collins, who you and I both think is a player. And yeah. if you're a cousin, you're thinking, why would I go to those teams? That's just like I'm going back to Sacramento. It's the same situation sure. where, you know, I'm a stud, but I'm playing on a... On my other team, I remember my, my third te- what my third team was going to be for, for him. That was Dallas. And they went out and signed DeAndre. Right. Right. Yeah. So. And so there's just, you know, I, I don't know really, what, like, obviously I think money motivates cousins primarily i i can't say that fully but just given how this transaction went down it seems like you know he's really trying to repair his his value and and also try and win a ring too yeah i mean play with some great players and sure yeah an amazing city sure i i mean i don't know if that was his intention in going to the pelicans maybe it was i think the pelicans i frankly think they're better without him i know we talked about this in our playoff podcast uh, <laughs> i think you're well, probably right I, I honestly think you might be right the way that, like, the Pelicans, I tell this to everyone because I'm so blown away by this still. They were 26th in pace mm-hmm. when Cousins was playing throughout the year. And when he went down, about six or seven games later, they shot up to first. And you saw that pace was way too much for a team like Portland. Portland, who's, as we know, is like a slower-paced team, loves their set plays, loves their off-ball movement. And they were running them out of the gym. And, you know, I don't see that happening when DeMarcus Cousins is on the Pelicans. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, yeah, I think if we just will quickly finish, touch, I'll touch on that pace you yeah. said about the pace, and then we can can slide on to more news. But um, I think when you talk about the pace, I've always thought great players, the cream rises to the top of players when the game speeds up. Yeah. I think that's clear. I think that's in all sports, really, mm-hmm. right? The, the pace of play gets higher as you go into the higher levels, and the better players succeed. So when you're playing as the fastest paced team and you're pushing teams, the great players show. And Anthony Davis is an amazing player. So playing at a faster pace is good for good for a great player like that. And they got help that Drew I thought Drew Holiday was was even better in the second half of the season than yeah. he was in the first half. Sure. Yeah. yeah. A couple more things I want to touch on okay, sure. before we go. So first I just want to talk about the lineup. So mm. he's on the Warriors, it's happening. What is this gonna look like? So everyone's like, oh my gosh, they're gonna have five all-stars. How is this happening? This, you know, no one's done this since the 70s or whatever. I think what's going to happen is, and, uh, you know, I'm sure you agree with with me on this, is they're probably going to start him, play him four minutes, five minutes, bring him off, and maybe start him in the second second quarter as, you know, kind of leading the bench, the bench charge. And to me, what I find hard to believe is I don't think they can really close the game with him because they're so reliant on Iguodala and Draymond kind of running that 4-5 position. Like, that, that is the Warriors. That's why they're so good. You know, that's why they can close teams down. Uh, there was a close call. I forget which game of this finals. But Iguodala got, like, a steal on, on Kevin Love. Um, I forget which game. Anyways, but, like, Iguodala and Draymond, for that matter, are so integral to this team. Yep. And I don't know if, like, putting a guy who slows your entire team down... 
And sure, you know, he, he's a good defender when he's motivated. And, you know, if Bob Myers, Steve Kerr and company can, you know, unleash that defensive potential that Cousins has, you know, because he's been criticized a lot for his defense. And, you know, sure, he can protect the rim and block shots, but it's a team defense that he's been criticized a lot, like his help defense, his weak side help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, the Warriors are a great defensive team, you know, despite what, you know, haters yeah. or critics will say of the Warriors. They're a great defensive team. They can, you know, shut down good players as a team. And I don't know how he's going to, like, close the game or whatnot. So I could really see him, you know, starting, quote-unquote, but being kind of the guy who leads the bench charge. So never – since his – other than his rookie year, he's never played less than 30 minutes a game. Um, personally, I think he's going to be too good to take off the floor. I think in theory – yeah. What you're saying is correct. Yeah. I, I honestly think he's going to be too good, and he's going to end up playing playing right in there the same amount of minutes that those starters are playing. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be amazing in this system. I think it fits perfectly. Uh, I, I do believe he's really going to buy in. I think he's going to have... Yeah. You know, I think Draymond's going to push him, get him to buy in. Yeah, he, well, they say Draymond's is the head recruiter for this. Totally. And I think you, you could see some rough moments maybe at the beginning, but we yeah. saw rough moments between KD and Draymond. Yeah, but sure. You got to learn how to handle Draymond. He's going to be in your face out there when you make yeah. mistakes. You got to learn how to how to deal with that. And I I think he's going to buy in. And I yeah, I think he's going to be. I think it's going to be amazing. And you you mentioned buy in, but frankly, I don't. I, and we were we were just talking about how he's re- repairing his his value. Yeah. You don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You need to buy in, and you need to look good in a system. Because if you don't, and you know, obviously it's going to be a couple months before we see this. Probably December, January. But you need to, to buy in and you'll, you'll be kind of entering in that last half of, uh, you know, right before All-Star break, that last half of the season. Mm-hmm. You better be, you know, bought in and, and working in the system in the way that, you know, the coach wants you to. Otherwise, and you, I, think, I think for him, he's going to be sitting on the bench there. He's not going to be playing at the beginning of the year. I'm sure they'll sit him beside somebody that they like. Mm-hmm. Sit right, even if he's in that seat right beside Steve Kerr. Yeah, and he's going to learn. Right, he's going to be at the facility every day. He's going to see how they do their, how they conduct their business. Yeah, he's going to have no pressure because he's not, he's not out there night no. in and night out early on. He's going to get to practice. He's going to get to be around the warrior culture, and I think he's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be really something else. Yeah, that'll be good. One comparison before we move on that I want to make is well because of the Achilles injury, but also this idea of repairing value is Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. So Isaiah Thomas, well, no, sorry. He didn't have an Achilles injury, but a bad injury. A similar Isaiah, like he timeline. Had his, yeah. He had his, his hip. Um, so, you know, cousins coming off an awesome season with the Pelicans, similar to Isaiah Thomas two years ago, coming off an awesome season with the Celtics, then hit restricted free agency. No, no, Thomas was traded. Sorry. He got traded. He got traded. He got traded in, in the Kyrie deal. Okay, sorry. Let me back back that up. Cousins had a great year at Sacramento. Yes. He gets traded to the Pelicans. Okay? Isaiah Thomas gets traded to the Cavs. And they're both kind of like, you know, about to rebuild their value for mm-hmm. the open market. Obviously, Thomas had more injury problems, doesn't work out. Cousins, injury problems, doesn't work out. Then, you know, we saw this season, Isaiah get traded again rather than entering free agency to the Lakers to try and finally rebuild his his uh, contract or his value before he signs yeah. a new contract. Isaiah 
I know is someone who wants to get paid because he has not got paid and he made it very worse, clear. Much worse than yeah, Cousins. Yeah, much worse than Cousins yeah. because of his position and, and just lack of drafts, draft selection. Draft yeah. Well. yeah. So, you know, he wanted to get paid and that did not work out for him. And I'm very scared for the amount of money Isaiah Thomas is going to receive from whoever this. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be seven figures. Yeah, I, I think it might be a minimum. Yeah, and, you know, Cousins, mid-level exception with, yeah. you know, 5.3. It's right on the, like, so, you know, it's very similar how these players, you know, are trying to rebuild their value and it just sucks. Like, it, and we've talked a numerous amount of times of the injuries this year mm-hmm. and, you know, he's down with an injury, but the, you know, difference is Cousins is on the best team in the league. He's on the, the champions. So, yeah. And I don't, I don't mean to be a jerk to Isaiah Thomas. I know yeah, Celtics fan. He's got a, he's got a spot in your heart. Uh, um, it's, 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 it's faded quite well, nicely. <laughs> One, Cousins is a heck of a lot better player than Isaiah Thomas sure. ever was or ever yeah. will be. Yeah. Um, but I just mean like the, the build, true, trying to true. rebuild value and the injury. I also right? wonder how good Thomas really ever was. I think he yeah. had two good – he had two all-star caliber seasons. Yeah. No one, of, one of them in which I thought he deserved to be on on the ballot for MVP yeah. in he that was, one he season. Fifth. He, he finished fifth. fifth. Yeah. I, had him, I had him fifth in yeah. my personal ballot. Um. Other than that, I don't really know how amazing of a player he was, and he's five foot nine. Yeah, right. Which was is a serious issue with when you lose a little bit of your mobility. Yeah. And so, that's yeah. and that's yeah. But the, the idea of like no totally value totally and, right. And so it'll be interesting, and I hope you know for his sake and for you know his desire to to get paid, it works out for him. We here at Baker and Browns want to see everybody be financially. That's successful. That's true, and we are anti anti injuries. Yeah. <laughs> We don't want to see people hurt. No. We want to see people make as much money as possible. <laughs> yes. We're basically like the Players Association. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right. Moving on to okay. a lot of money. Let's go to the Los Angeles Lakers who... They signed LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard, but the Los Angeles Lakers have signed LeBron. I was, uh, I was actually at a restaurant uh, having dinner with the family. And um, I was at a restaurant too. Were you really? And yeah. the waiter came over and oh. he's like... And I kid you not, are you guys basketball fans? Like, so depressed. And this guy was pretty upbeat, right? And I'm like, yeah. Because I think me and my dad were talking about sports or something. And uh, he's like, LeBron just signed with the Lakers. And I'm like, wow, that's awesome. He's like, it's just the beginning. And then he, like, walked away. And I was like, wow, this guy's salty. Yeah, I was at a restaurant. I was on a date. Wow. And my girlfriend, I, I was like, I have to check my phone. I just, you know. That would have been it was two days. So it was day three or day two. Day two. It was, day, it was the day, second. It was day yeah. two. So I was like, hey, let me just check. And I'm like, oh. And I was completely checked out for the rest of the day. Apologies to my girlfriend. Uh, she won't listen to this, so it won't matter. But yeah, if you didn't hear, you, I'm so sorry that you didn't hear. But <laughs> LeBron is obviously a Laker. Uh, four years, 154 million? 154 million, yeah. Uh, player option for the fourth? For the year? fourth year. Yeah. So, three plus one. Three plus one. Ton of money. Um, the Lakers obviously had the most amount of money, I think, entering free agency. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm, maybe. No. I think the Hawks, the Hawks have yeah. more. And if I they would have got off Dang, have more. Yeah. If, which they still can. If you're off Dang, then you do. Yeah. If you're off Dang clean of not taking on any money, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, let's, we'll talk about LeBron for a second here, but I think it's pretty, it's pretty clean cut. The guy made a promise to Cleveland to bring a championship. Yeah. He did. And I know, you know, a couple people were like, actually Bailey, shout out uh, Bailey Broadbent and mm. his new podcast with him and Ty Jones. Go yeah. check it out. 
Best Coast Express, I think it's called, about hockey. Um, little plug there. <laughs> but they, uh, Bailey tweeted out this little segment of, you know, this quote that LeBron said, you know, I'm not going anywhere, like, this is my home. But he said that in Miami he was going to bring, you know, X amount of championships. Multiple. And, you know, you don't... When you look at the Cavaliers finals run this year, if you stay on that team, like... You are one loyal son of a gun, but yeah. I don't blame it at all him at all for leaving. You know his family. Obviously, there's the family narrative that you know I think most people know. There's obviously the money narrative, self-explanatory. 154 million, and you know I think there's just also this idea that like the Lakers are where a lot of great players have gone to, and automatically people get oh no that's Kobe's team. Mm-hmm. You know because Kobe was drafted well drafted and traded to the Lakers and played there his entire career. Sure, you know. But you, you kind of zoom out of that in big picture. Shaquille O'Neal, Will, Magic, all these guys that... You eight, know. eight of the eight of the nine... Yes. Or seven of the nine top scorers, top scorers in NBA yeah. history will now have played for the Lakers. Yeah. And so there's a legacy there too that, you know, as, a, as someone who's now in the conversation for the greatest player of all time, mm-hmm. you, you kind of do that as like a PR standpoint and, you know, wanting to, you know, solidify yourself and, and you know, kind of go out with a bang. Because I assume he'll... He'll probably be retiring. Or... I think so. And LeBron has a media company now. Yeah. Right? You don't build a big media company in Akron, Ohio. You nope. build it in Hollywood. There you go. He wants to be a billionaire with a No, D. and he's very smart with his money, right? Like, For sure. We, and... Sorry, we talked about this, I think, earlier in the season when he, he bought shares of Liverpool this season mm-hmm. as Liverpool was having an awesome year and they went up by like 500% the, the shares. And so he's obviously has that entrepreneurial sp- spirit or someone in his camp does, but yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, he wants to own a team one day. Yeah. He wants to own, be 100% owner of a team. That's going to require several billion in the way that we're heading with valuations in this league. Mm-hmm. And only one guy's been able to do it. That's Michael. Michael was able to do it mostly through the creation of the Jordan brand. Yeah. Right? So you're going to have to create some sort of brand for yourself post-basketball if you want to accomplish that kind of money. Mm-hmm. And LA is the place to do it. Yeah. Maybe his Sprite commercials will take off again. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Um... Yeah, so that's enough with LeBron. He's there. It's done. Boo-hoo, Cleveland fans. I'm sorry. Sorry, that was rude. I apologize if you're a Cleveland fan. There were a lot of... It, it a sucks. Lot of, yeah, it sucks. There were a lot of cities that would love to have the opportunity to have had the chance to watch a player of his caliber play in their city. Yeah. There are many cities in the NBA that have never seen a player anywhere near LeBron's caliber play for mm-hmm. them. And there are many cities in, who have teams that have never seen a championship, never really even been that close to a championship. No. So, yeah, it sucks that you lost your guy for yeah. a second time. But he, he put you on the map. And he brought you a title. You now have a one next to championships. For one. sure. You get so. the little the little um, gold thing on the back of your yeah. jersey. Yeah, that's the dream. And he single-handedly did that. Anyways, we're not going to get yes. into okay. you know, how, <laughs> how, how good he is. Um, so, okay. So, he signed. There is, obviously, we just mentioned the dang. There is more money to be thrown around. Before we get to the new signings, let's talk sure. about this Kawhi situation and if mm. this deal can materialize. So I know you kind of had a mock trade yeah, that you, you don't agree with. No, we were sort of trying to work something out yeah. ourselves. So to me, if I'm putting myself in the position of San Antonio with yeah. Kawhi, they're the only trade partner that seems to really be materializing that's willing to do a deal with you could be the Lakers right now. Mm-hmm. I think there's there was three to me. There was Boston, there was Philly, and there was LA. Yeah, and so I think Philly kind of well showed their out by signing 
work for trading for Wilson Chandler. And I also I also think they just they didn't feel like giving you three starters. No, the, the deal was they wanted Covington. Yeah, they wanted Sarich, they wanted Fultz. Yeah, and they wanted a pick. That's yeah. three starting starters for one all star. Yeah. Bellinelli sneaked sense. out and went to the Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I <laughs> mean, from the Lakers to me, or sorry, we'll touch on Boston first. Yeah. I just don't even think Boston wants to do a deal. No, and I think Ainge is in love with his guys, as yeah. he should be. Like you mentioned, he has the the five players he doesn't want to trade: Horford, Hayward, um, Tatum, Brown, Kyrie, Irving. Yeah, Kyrie. Understandable to me. Four of those, I would include four of those on in my untouchable list. I'd be willing to talk about trading Jalen Brown for Kawhi. Yeah, but that's just me. Sure. Um. So he he can't do a deal at that point. You can't do a deal if those four players aren't yeah. available. And I think Boston's Boston's made it pretty clear that they're out. Like they're not looking. Oh yeah, to. I think Boston thinks they can legit. They have a chance to win, to win the East. Yeah. With the current team they have. Yeah. So and why then, make a trade? There's probably one more signing that they need to do that we'll get to a bit later. But I think they're pretty set on their roster right yeah, now for sure. And yeah. then that leaves you with the Lakers. Yeah. To me, if I was, if I was uh, the Spurs. I need Ingram. Ingram has to be in the trade for me. I need Brandon Ingram to be in the deal. Second, second overall pick two years back, a small forward. Because uh, that provides me with a wing that I can kind of build around and that I can model if I'm, if I'm a pop. Um, and then I need some other pieces. Maybe, and, and then if I'm taking back the Luol Dang salary in order to make this trade work, I'm going to need even more because that's just straight wasted cap space for me. Mm-hmm. So to me, when you put, put it all together of what... Uh, San Antonio would want what the Lakers would be willing to give up. I just don't see a trade existing, and uh, I think I think he's going to be on their team at the start of the year. I really do, and I think they're the just, Lakers. No, I think he's going to be oh, on sorry. the Spurs. So okay. I think the Spurs are going to keep him, and they're going to try and see what they can do. And you can always trade him down the line. You can always try and sign and trade him uh, next summer. He's not going to sit out the whole year. You don't have to fear that. No, he, he can't risk that. So. Yeah, a couple things. Uh, first of all, which I think was kind of interesting, today there was a report that the Nuggets and the Hornets were interested in getting Tony Parker, which to me, I'm, I'm not going to read into that too much because I don't think Tony Parker will play for another team than the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. But to me, that to me that, that kind of seems like a push from the Spurs camp as a general, saying like, if necessary, we'll part from Tony Parker, who obviously oh, yeah. there was some beef between those there's, two players. There's some beef. So I think that was almost the Spurs being like, you know what? We'll actually send Tony, which is you know completely gutless in my opinion because of what he's done for that organization and just who he is to that organization. But and I don't know. I, that, that that's a bit you know that's just a theory I have. Yeah. Um, okay, but as far as the trade, when I'd I look be at, scared to trade for Tony Parker or to like acquire him. Oh yeah. I think he would just snap, retire, and go yeah, back to France. Totally. Like that's why I said I don't think he's. Yeah, I'll go yeah. John Boris. <laughs> Look at Jordan Boris. Shout out Boris Dia. Um, friend again, of the show. Friend of the show. And yeah, so if that is the case, sure. But I don't know if Kawhi's camp's gonna gonna bite bite on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's just a conspiracy. So if, as far as the trade, when I look at the Los Angeles Lakers roster, and I go through every player, and I, more specifically players that I can trade, um, Brandon Ingram to me is the most San Antonio Spur player on that roster. Yeah. His his just personality, the way he plays, I just think he's such a San Antonio guy. For sure. And I don't see a deal without him 
really in it because, you know, Lonzo Ball does not seem like, we talked about this a bit uh, beforehand, uh, doesn't seem like a, a San Antonio Spur guy. Yeah. No. Brings the baggage. Uh, you know, there's, there's a guy like Josh Hart or, or sorry, Kuzma. Kuzma. Doesn't seem, you know, like a Spurs player. Still seems young, wants to, wants to do, you know, something good. Yeah. Um, and maybe they, they might have to ask for him for the for the salary. So here, Kawhi's salary is what nineteen million? Twenty, just twenty twenty million one hundred thousand. Yeah, and so y- you need to build that value somehow. So obviously Ingram makes up what what is it? Just under just six under million. six. So that's the majority. And yeah, you got to throw in Hart, Ball, Kuzma, one of those guys to kind of, and then some picks. And then so the other option, you know, Dang, yeah, you know, as you mentioned, is a waste of cap room for the Spurs. But I'd be interested to see if there's a third team that would kind of eat that dang salary and, you know, provide some assets to San Antonio or yeah. something like that, which obviously is a much more of a headache to, to pull off. Yeah, I think too, though, if, you, if you're if you not going to be think you're going to be contending here, if you, if you trade Kawhi for a package of Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma and some picks... Yeah, you've accepted that you're not contending. Actually. Yeah, and that's the, that's the question. What what is the Spurs time timeline? And even this season, we were kind of like, yeah, okay, they they look like they're pushing for the playoffs, and you know, kudos to them, they made it. They were the eight seed. Yeah, right. Eight, yeah, yeah, eight seed. And so, I don't know if you know. And then the, the question remains: Is Pop like is Popovich going to coach? How long does he coach for? Yeah, does he even? Who, I would not be surprised if he doesn't even come back with this whole fiasco. I mean, I know that there's like the, the initial report was Kawhi or pop's going to coach the Olympic team in 2020. But honestly, with all the stuff that's gone down and his own personal matters and you know, the tragedy that he, he faced this playoffs or this summer rather. Yeah. I don't know if he even come back to basketball after that. And obviously I don't know. No, I know what you're saying. Enough of Popovich to, to make, to, you know, make that claim like wholeheartedly, but I would not be surprised if that was the case. And so if that's the case, then do you kind of hit the rebuild mode or do you kind of do what the Clippers did this past season and just kind of cruise at the ninth seed, 10th seed yep. around there and just kind of work with what you have? You know, I think they drafted great with Looney, Looney, what is that what I'm saying there? Um, Looney Walker, Alfred Payton's cousin or whatever. For, for which team? Sorry. No, he drafted, the Spurs drafted. Oh, for the Spurs? 18th overall? Yeah. Was that yeah, Lo- no, I know you're, Looney, I know you're talking right? about now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I like him. He's been balling out in summer league you, you got white who's playing good too Bryn forbes he's a free agent so you bring him back and do you just cruise with those pieces and you know kind of put the Kawhi thing on hold and wait till he hits free agency next summer but lonnie sorry lonnie lonnie walker okay yeah um, i got you now yeah and so it's the timeline is really a question mark for me too and that's i, I mentioned this when this whole drama with Kawhi happened i was like like you gotta understand, San Antonio is a world class organization. They don't miss in trades, really. They don't miss on draft picks, certainly. Yep. Look at the players they drafted. Stole Monte Ginobili in the second round. Yep. You know, Deshaun Blair is another guy I think of who you know had a couple good seasons with them. Tim Duncan, obviously. Yep. They don't like. They're a world class organization. It is a very good organization. They're not gonna get bullied here by you know a bunch of punks on the Lakers. Yeah. You know, like. Sorry, not not the staff of the but yeah. a bunch of punk kids. Like they're they're not gonna. So, anyway, sorry that was a bit of a, a, a rant. No, but, I got you. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. It will be. Let's go into the signings that the Lakers have done. Oh uh, boy, that are kind of the sweeteners. 
or the salty <laughs> pieces around LeBron. So a couple of on a highlight. JaVale McGee, we'll get through that one first. Makes sense. You, you, I know you mentioned that, you know, players like JaVale McGee, uh, superstars seem to work well around. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was impressed with him in this uh, playoff run he had with the, with the Warriors, you know. He played a decent role, better role than Pachulia could have played, in my opinion. And, you know, that one kind of makes sense. You could probably see them starting at center, him starting at center for Lakers. Next, Lance Stevenson. Mm. I don't get that one Yeah, it doesn't really make sense for me. He can't shoot. Can't he can shoot. barely dribble. Yeah. Like, no offense to him, but, like, the guy was and, out of the league two years ago. He was actually, like, yeah. legitimately not no, playing the, in the NBA. This past summer, he yeah. was out. Yeah, he, he wasn't in he the He bounced league. around at the beginning of the season. Yeah. He was on, like, three he different was, teams. Yeah, he was being waived. I, I just yeah. don't... That one doesn't... And, like, and he definitely deserved an NBA contract. Sure. Because he was okay with, with Indiana. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I just don't... I don't understand why you paid you, for him. He's the type of player, he needs the ball in his hands. You don't run a set for Lance Stevenson. No. Definitely not on this team now. No. <laughs> um, so that doesn't make a ton of sense. And I know in the last podcast, you mentioned Randall, and you didn't like Randall because he can't shoot either. Yeah. And so obviously Randall's now in the Pelicans on a, on a two-year deal. And so it makes sense that, you know, you got rid of him because, uh, you know, he can't shoot. But now you bring in more players who can't shoot. Yeah, and that kind of leads into signing Rondo. Yeah. Like, whatever. One year, $9 million. Like, to me, it's egregious. I'd, I'd like to know who was going to give Rondo $9 million. What other team was going to give Rondo $9 million? I just don't see it. No. But then, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, $9 million doesn't really matter. It's one year. But why? I, I just don't get the signing of Rondo, mm-hmm. how he makes sense on this team. Uh, you, yeah. are, you have a point guard. You have Lonzo. Yeah, he's still learning. He's a young kid. But he can move the ball. He can hit an open jumper most of the time. Definitely shoot better the, than Rondo can. Shoot the ball better than well, Rondo can. Yeah, so I mean, I, 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 just I, I wouldn't bet. I, I wouldn't bet on Lonzo in a three point contest against Rondo just because Rondo can hit it. He did hit it a couple times in the playoffs. Yeah, but anyways, I'm I'm a bit biased because part of that Celtic Rondo is still in me. Um, yeah, I got to carry over some of the shooting Lonzo showed in college. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and then yeah, that leads us into. But why does he? Yeah. Sorry, why does no, he sign yeah. his like nemesis? You know, in in the you know right before twenty ten, it was Rondo would carve up the Cavs. You know, in oh mm-hmm. eight, oh nine, knocked them out in the when LeBron left. When LeBron left, you eight, know, eight eight years ago, the last yeah. time LeBron wasn't in a finals. And so you know, there's that you know rivalry, and then obviously the drama and the rivalry, if you can even call it a rivalry, with Stevenson and LeBron. And it's just it's so it's so troll worthy. Like when these players come, and it, yeah. you know. And I think you mentioned this earlier before we started recording. LeBron's just not like sitting and you know saying, "Oh, just get whoever." I, I have, feel like I have to assume he's involved in, the, in yeah. the thinking here. Yeah, you have. to. I sure would want to be. Yeah, and well, you look at his track record of, you know, kind of or quote unquote, he orchestrated a lot of the moves to bring Wade back, etc. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's involved. So I don't know how this team gets to the finals. I don't know how this team competes in the playoffs against a team like Houston. Um, you know, I don't. I just don't see defensively too. I don't. I think that we haven't even talked about that. Mm-hmm. Stevenson, great, like outside the perimeter defender, but once he steps into that three point line, he's garbage. Yeah, he's really bad on on, the, on a switch too with guards. A quicker guard can you know. Rondo just takes plays off as much as LeBron, if yeah. not more. You know, hides off the point guard. 
just doesn't show a lot of effort on the defensive end. Um, even in Boston, and in the in the post too, is treacherous. Yeah, just treacherous. Yeah, in the smaller post. point guards like that who yeah. just get carved. Yeah, they have to go down there. Absolutely. So, I don't know. Uh, brings me to kind of like someone who I think they personally missed on Avery Bradley. Two years was twenty five million, twelve and a half a year with the Clippers. If you you know want someone who defends, why don't you go for you know the best of both worlds here and get Avery Bradley? I get it. You got KCP, who mm-hmm. you think is you know. One year, twelve million. KCP yeah, so pretty much, just Bradley's the same for two years. Yeah, and I, so to yeah. me, there's only three shooting guards on the market. There's KCP, Bradley, and Redick. Really, Redick wants to stay in Philly. So Tyreek as well. Sure, Tyreek. Yeah. yeah, that going to Indiana for basically the same money. It's kind of funny. They all yeah. basically got the exact same kind of money. Yeah. So there wasn't a ton of shooting guards in the market, but I don't know why you would go with, you know, Stevenson out of all people, uh, but. Let's see. Time will tell. Yeah. I think... Um, I'm sure there'll be some laughs. To me, I would have gone... Like, you mentioned Avery Bradley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I would have gone after Redick just because could have brought in a shooter, a guy who's a knockdown shooter, mm-hmm. can play off the ball, um, has lived in L.A. before, and by yeah. all accounts, enjoyed the L.A. life. Um, Do you think he did? I've, I've heard he loves the East Coast, that he does he didn't like being... Did he? Yeah, that's what I was kind I of feel hearing. like if you go live down on Manhattan Beach and... Yeah. I, I think... Like I and I also think Reddick's looking to retire too, so I, maybe it just wasn't. I was gonna say the same thing to you. I think yeah, maybe it was one of our first podcasts we did, or maybe it was just you yeah. and I talking. Uh, I said that I thought to watch out for this being Reddick's last year in the mm-hmm. league, this current year. Yeah, and again, he agrees to a one-year deal with the Sixers. Gonna run it back with them. I, and how I much do. was that? That was for this year. Yeah, thirteen million. Last yeah. year he got like twenty something. Um, yeah, I think he's on the verge of retiring. Yeah. And so maybe he just felt a little loyalistic to, to Philly and true. And who knows? He's got a family, right? If your yeah, family's totally. like, yeah. you know, uproot your family and move them again, it's kind of a pain. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Question for you. Is JaVale McGee good enough to start for the Lakers? Because they do have Brooke Lopez, who's, you know. Unrestricted right now. Unrestricted right now. So Looking they could deal. sign him again. Yeah. I wonder, like, who's going to sign him? Um Hmm. Yeah, in some lineups, maybe. Not going to play the whole game. Mm-hmm. Or do you take him as a backup? Take Lopez. Lopez? And then alternate him in McGee's minutes. Because, uh, well, they shipped Randall, who I know that, you know, you and I kind of view him more as a four, but he did play a lot of five for the, uh, for the Lakers. And also, I think he'll probably presumably play a lot of five with the Pelicans with Anthony Davis yep. at the four. Yeah, um, so the Lakers have five and a half million in cap space left, in pure cap space, right? And then yeah. you get into your, you know, other things that you can move around. Yeah. So yeah, they could offer that to him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Brooks going to get anything more than the exception. With the no, team. like a mid level, like a yeah. five point three. And they, um, it's well, you said five and a half, right? Uh, yeah. For the except for the mid level, no, what the Lakers have. Left. Yeah, they have five and a half in cap space, so they could yeah. offer that to him. I think he likes LA. He could stay, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You should yeah. just start thinking about a guy like Lopez's market. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough. It is tough. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah. One piece I want to throw in. Uh, you'll laugh at this, but conspiracists out there. Oh, boy. I'm not, in, I'm not including myself in the categ- this category, but there are some conspiracists out there that said LeBron orchestrated the Clarkson and Nance deal coming to Cleveland so that there would be more wiggle room. <laughs> 
for when he gets to LA. Just conspiracists, you can make what you want of it. <laughs> but I don't think he was thinking that far in, in advance. If Wait, he was, also, yeah, good, good on you, man. Maybe if he was thinking this far in advance, you could say he shipped Mozgov to Brooklyn. I don't know. Probably this, not. Yeah, I, I don't think but, you could do it. I don't, I don't think you could keep that out of yeah the like the this league the reporters that are in this league like the big yeah, guys yeah. like Woj Windhorse um, yeah Windhorse especially with when it comes to LeBron stuff yeah Windhorse those kind of guys Chris Haynes yeah um they are way too plugged in to be able to pull something like that off sure and to not keep any chirping of that yeah from social media yeah and okay so that on a, on a more serious note mm-hmm. I want to give the Lakers credit for doing such a good job of getting off of some of these contracts. You know, Clarkson, I think he's a ter- on a terrible contract. Well, it did get ugly there. Yeah, Nance is due for a raise next summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Randall, I don't know the, really the price that they could have got him. So he went for $18 million. $18 million, yeah. So, nine a year. That's, that seems a bit high for me. I would it get, reminds me a lot of Olenek a year ago. Okay, yeah. When Olenek got when Olenek got his qualifying offer renounced. Yeah. Because um so for quickly, just if people don't know, so when they signed LeBron, mm-hmm. part of freeing up the cap space, like not just to get LeBron, but to free up some cap space, they had originally tendered a restricted free agency offer to Randall. They let they canceled that. So that made Randall a free agent. Mm-hmm. The Celtics did the same thing with Olenek a year ago when they got Gordon Hayward. They yep. had to let him go, so they released his cap hold. He went out, he signed within a couple of hours with Miami for a deal that you were like, oh, that seems like more than I think he could have gotten. Yeah. I feel the same way with Randall. I feel like he popped out on the market, team got excited, boom, they did the deal. Obviously, they knew they were losing mm-hmm. Boogie at that point. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was high too. I agree. Yeah, but I think for the, you know, quickly, just the Pelicans, I think it was a good move. From them, yes, the price was a bit steep, but if you don't put Randall or have Randall at, you know, in that kind of, they have this kind of mumble jumble of Miritich, Davis, and now Randall, mm-hmm. but those guys are probably going to man the five and the four. I don't think any of those guys will go to the three. No. But if you don't get Randall, who are you, who are you getting True. as a center to replace Cousins? True. The like market's we, gotten really, really Like we dry. just said, Brooke Lopez, Montrezl Harrell. Yeah. The, like you're gross. not, you're not really, uh. Yeah. You don't have a lot to work with. So I think, you know, kudos to them. They paid him a lot of money, but hey. It's two years. Who cares? Yeah, that's, you know, less than half of the money you would have paid Cousins for one. So, True. Yeah. Uh, who's left? Speaking of, you know, people in the market. So there's a couple of guys that, you know, we can kind of talk about. Sure. First, I know we have different views on this, but Jabari Parker. Mm, who, still sitting out there. Still, still sitting out there. I was pretty raveled with the Ilyasova contract. I yeah. thought that was really high for a guy who comes off the bench and takes questionable long twos and yep. not really great defensively. Um, so I think all that said and done, they can pay, they have about about 15 or 16 million that they can pay Jabari. Yeah. I think they're going to wait it out with Jabari. Yeah. He is restricted. Obviously, we've talked about it many times. Yeah, sure. The two ACL tears. Um, but you think he's staying? Yeah. Yeah. The only way I see it is, you know, if a team like Atlanta or Chicago wants to, you know, true. One, spend some money on him. One, but, one interesting comment with Jabari, because he missed so much time, 
he actually didn't qualify for the starter qualifying offer. So his qualifying oh. offer is actually sizably lower than any of the other players. Um, actually, I can't say for sure that Levine qualified for starter. Oh, uh, if Jabari did get it, then I don't see how Levine I'll have to. I'll have to check, but... Like, Capella's qualifying offer will be, like, somewhere around 6. Yeah. 6.5 because he qualifies for starter. Yeah. Jabari doesn't. So he gets uh, dropped to the 4.3 million for the non-starter. So yeah, I don't think he would risk it and take the qualifying just because of the injuries. I think uh, we'll go through a couple of these other guys and I'll mention there's a few guys that I think I'd be willing, if I was them, to, to gamble and take the qualifying and go for unrestricted next year. Yeah. But for him, 4.3 million, it's just not worth it. Yeah. I think he, uh, yeah, yeah, we could get really deep into it, but. You think he deserves more? No, I think what you could do is you could buy an insurance policy on yourself, which Ennis Cantor just did. Right. Cantor buying a $20 million insurance policy since he picked up his one-year option. Yeah, he opted in. You could buy just an, you could buy just a massive insurance policy on yourself, but that's getting a little too deep for the folks of Bigger and Browns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clint Capello, let's talk about him. I Clint, think. Pretty- best, best player remaining. Yeah, yeah, hands down. I think pretty safe to say Houston can match anything that's offered. And again, like we started off this podcast, there's no money for anyone to give Capella a max. It's probably what he's looking for. Yeah, you know the the biggest the best suitor to me was Dallas, and they obviously had DeAndre Jordan in mind. Uh, I think those players are pretty comparable in some ways. Uh, I like DeAndre fitting in into Houston or sorry into Dallas way better than I would Capella. So I think that was the right call and. Yeah, I think Capella's happy in Houston, and I think if he gets paid, he's going to be even happier. I think he's a. I think he could be getting a little bit frustrated. Um, really? Yeah, I think it's okay. frustrating. You know, you you put your blood, your blood, sweat, and into a battle out there. You know, down the stretch in the playoffs, he's been such a big part of this team, and now your team's sitting out there saying, "Well, you know, nobody else is offering you, so why would we?" Oh, I so think, you think, I think you that think... can create a little bit of frustration for a player. So you think he's frustrated that he didn't get an offer sooner? Yeah, like I Houston. think he, I think he thinks he's a max player, as yeah. he should. I don't know I, if I would 100%. pay him quite the max if I didn't have to, but he's very close. Okay. What about um, like four years or five, four or five years? No, I guess four hundred and five million. I wouldn't offer him that much. I think I think the offer the offer that I've seen discussed is giving him five years, one hundred and twenty two million. So that's slightly less than his max. Okay. And it allows it saves um, Houston a lot of money luxury tax wise. Yeah, and it's life changing money for the kid. Sure, it's still one hundred and twenty two million dollars. He's younger. He's, he's younger than us. He's twenty. Oh, he's younger than. Is he's he younger than you. Twenty four. He's not twenty four. He's twenty four. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, then he's older than me. Okay, I was gonna oh, say. Oh, I thought he was younger. Oh, okay, but yeah, um, to- totally life changing money. Now his one defense right now is the risk of him taking the qualifying offer. He goes and grabs his his five million dollar qualifying <laughs> offer, and then goes on the market next year as yeah. an unrestricted free agent. Sorry, yeah, I was just gonna say the other thing he has too is if they don't sign him, who are they signing again? Sure. <laughs> there's yeah. no centers left. I think they don't because there's no risk. Really, there's no risk for them that they're not gonna have him next year. Yeah, they're guaranteed to have him next year. It's just gonna be at it. We don't know what the number's gonna be yet. Mm-hmm. The question is the long term. So I I think they might get a long term deal done. I think they're gonna end up sitting down and doing it. It's gonna be less for I think gonna be less than I think. Yeah, Capella thought he was going to get um, two months ago, maybe a month ago, but it's still going to be like hey, changing he, money, and he's going to be a happy guy. If you stick an option on the last year, yeah, I don't know, maybe it'd be good. Uh, let's go to the next guy, Marcus Smart. So this is a guy that we talked about a lot. Oh, I'll just say Sorry. one more thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah for, sure, for sure. So if you did the five years, hundred twenty-two million. Yeah. 
it would be the equivalent amount of money that he could get if he did one year of the qualifying offer at $5 million this year and then went out on the market and got a four-year max from a team. Because he wouldn't be eligible to go get a five-year max on free right. agency next year because it would be switching teams. Yeah. So it would be actually be the same amount of money roughly, I think. so. Okay. Yeah, I hope they get a deal done. Yeah, I th- I'm sure they will. Yeah, Marcus Smart. Mm, this uh, is a very interesting one. Very, very interesting. Pretty, like, I think the biggest, the biggest thing is it's been, you know, four days. And, yeah. <laughs> like, he's... And I think we were talking about this just before we recorded, too, that if he doesn't go back to Boston, he's going on a worse team. And I don't see how that makes sense for a competitor like Marcus. I think one thing that kind of... I was thinking about Marcus Smart's free agency, because I love Marcus Smart. Yeah. You either love him or hate him. I saw Exum get three years, $33 million. Yeah. I felt like that derailed everything. Because I was like, as I was sitting there, I'm thinking about him. I'm like, you know what? If I'm Marcus Smart, I'm trying to put myself in the player's shoes. If they could offer me four years, $50 million, yeah, you know, that's 12 and a half a year. It's less than I wanted, but it's, I'm still a very, very rich man. It's the, it's the Will Barton deal. Yeah, now I put myself in Marcus Smart. Because you got to kind of take on Marcus Smart's ego, too, when you're doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like... You just paid Dante, you just paid Exum, who's missed two full seasons and has shown, to me, has really shown nothing. Yeah. Three years at $11 million? Yeah, I'm, I'm no longer interested in taking 12 or 12 and a half million. I want 15, 16 million dollars a year. Danny Ainge is not going to give him that unless he's forced to. And there's no team on the market to make that offer. And really, Indiana was the team, I thought, that could swoop in. And grab him. Yeah. They ended up spending their money on Tyreek. Tyreek. So that's gone now. So, I don't know, man. Would I, you, what if what Boston did a one-year deal? Like, I don't think the Celtics would be super upset if he took the qualifying offer. No. I don't... I don't Six million bucks. It saves them a lot of money. It's one year. You play it out. Then maybe the market's nicer next year? For him, I think would be the idea. I, yeah. You yeah, gotta, yeah. That we are going to get more money coming back into the market next year. Plus, being unrestricted, it just gives you the opportunity to get more. Sure. But it's, yeah. So, I don't know. I think this one's going to take a while. He doesn't have to make a decision anytime super soon. Um, but I think as time goes on, his qualifying offer is going to get closer and closer to the amount of money he could get long term. Yeah. And uh, I think I think of the guys we've discussed so far, Smart is probably the bigger candidate to grab the $6 million qualifying offer. Yeah. And wait for next year. It's tight. It's tight out there, folks. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot of money remaining. No, there's not. Um, just tonight, there was a report for Levine uh, that yeah. Sacramento was interested. Who I think Sacramento is kicking around $19 million, if I'm not mistaken, left in space. And, yeah, I don't know. Zach Levine seems like a Sacramento suitor for me. Uh, kind of t- weird. Yeah. I think, well, I just think he's a decent wing to pair like I don't really like their three positions kind of a would you play yeah, Levine at the three I would because mm. you're Sacramento and you <laughs> well, have I think that's going to be probably Marvin Bagley territory isn't it you think okay mm. I just a thought because how tells Bagley six nine yeah he could probably play the four if that's what you're thinking yeah like but he'd be a small four yeah that's okay yeah and then you got I well like mm, what, but what about Giles Harry. I'd play Giles at the three now that I think of it. Well, Harry has to play in this scenario. He's been playing in Summer League and he's been decent. Has he, been, has he played? Did he, oh, were they th- one of the teams in the oh, yeah. pre-Summer League tournament? Yeah, the California Classic. He had 13 in his debut. I hadn't seen that. Oh, he well, was, I he apologize, was, Harry. No, that's a, he, was, he, was doing, he was hitting a couple of triples. He was getting to the rim. He looked really solid. Good. I'm happy so, for that guy. Even this 
you might call me crazy, but I think the Kings somehow could justify this, <laughs> would play him as like a backup point guard slash shooting guard. Well, I mean, he's, I think he is a traditional shooting guard. But I just think maybe I'm just too high on Buddy Heald. I think Buddy Heald's too good not to, not to play, like not to start two. Yeah, I agree. I, I, think to I would me, want to me with um, Fox and Hut healed there. I just don't see it. Yeah. Well, well, the thing with Fox is he's such a you know penetrator. He can get to the rim so quick, and you have Buddy out there. And the thing is, you're not going to get Levine from the Bulls unless you offer him more. Unless you offer him starting money, right? You're going to have to offer him probably more than fifteen million dollars a year yeah. to where Chicago won't match it. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think for Levine, he's not going to take the qualifying offer. I think him and Chicago are going to get something done yeah, in well, the coming days. Well, yeah, I guess in contrast. It helps that Chicago he, has money, too, yeah. kicking around. They're not strapped for money like Houston and Boston. He, yeah, and, and he has kind of the starting two role, I think, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's well, the best place for him. Unlocked. I mean, yeah, they got a few. I, 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 oh, my goodness. I would. Sorry, I was just thinking of starting Denzel Valentine and how terrible that's tough. he is. Uh, defensively, I would not start him. So yeah, I guess I, I'm more looking at it as a lineup thing because I think right now, if you're Zach Levine, you want to play, right? You missed a year, pretty frustrated. You're on a bad like tanking situation in Chicago. You want to play. So I don't know. You might look at Sacramento and be like, I like you know Sacramento. I mean, they are in the West, so there is that. But but you think he'll be a bull? I think so. Yeah, I think they're going to get something done. Okay. No, that's yeah. fair. We'll see. Uh, Jamal Crawford. Let's go to him before. Let's do one more. Jamal? Yeah. Jamal Crawford. Um, Poor guy. <laughs> I think I think Crawford's going to end up on – I think he's going to end up on a good team. Yeah. I think the Warriors are definitely still maybe a possibility for him, even if it's just at the minimum. Uh, I think he could, he could go there. Uh, I'm just trying to think of other teams. But don't the Warriors have enough shooting? Yeah, but the players... I heard the players kind of want him. Like, the players on the Warriors want him. Uh, he seems like kind of a fun guy, you know? Maybe oh, the yeah. Sixers, too. The Sixers the other team I heard. Bring him in. Have him hang out. Be a veteran. He's 38 years old. Holy moly. Jamal. Yeah, him and Vince. Vince to go home, buddy. Yeah, Way him and Vince. There. Yeah, I mean... He's a energizer, energizer bunny with, with shooting off the bench. That's really all you. Wherever he goes, he's not going to play a whole lot. Yeah, I think he was averaging like twenty minutes this this season. Is that correct? Yeah, with um, with Minnesota, with the Wolves. I I could see him. You know, probably taking yeah. a bit of a minute cut. Oh, I think he has to. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. He has to, and you know, we'll see where he ends up. But definitely, like I think an underrated you know asset for a contending team to have. Yeah. Even just a like guy, locker room guy. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. That'd be kind of fun. He could go back and shot four threes a game. Yeah, well thirty three percent clip. Him and Chris Paul were, were teammates on the on the Clippers. Yep. I I don't know if they wanna rekindle that. Um but yeah, I, I, I assume Jamal would want to go to a contender because I know like he is a competitor too, mm-hmm. and I think he wants to win. For sure. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of drama in Minnesota right now. And I'm not sure you want to hang out in Minnesota because uh, you might be the only shooting guard. Yeah, true. If Wiggins is gone some, uh-huh. in some you know way or fashion. So, yeah, that, he's an interesting one too. I'll just do one, one more quick one. Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. So the, the 
big where on the street is the Thunder are going to stretch him. Actually, we should also talk about the Thunder's money situation here it's, because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering about it's that. Dire. So the New Orleans Noel contract that they signed, or was it one? Minimum, basically two years at the minimum player option for the second year. Yeah, and so there's been reports that that's going to cost around $10 million. Why don't you, like, can you break that down? Why, why 10 million? Why is it going to cost so much? Sure. So basically once you're, uh, once you go into the tax in the way that they have, so you have the salary cap, talk about salary cap, then you have like over when you're operating as an over the cap team Mm -hmm. and then you have when you become a luxury tax team. Yeah. Then on top of that, you have when you become a repeat luxury tax team. So that means you've been over the luxury tax for multiple years. Yeah. That is where the Thunder find themselves. At that point, the league starts penalizing you by charging you three times. I believe it's three times, three times to four times what you sign a player for. Mm-hmm. So, for example, they signed Nerlens Noel to a contract for $3.3 million, I think is the total guaranteed amount. They then pay the league an additional six. I believe. So in the end, it costs you $10 million to sign a player for 3.3. A back, maybe a third string center. Yeah. So it gets really expensive really Uh, quickly uh, to do. And they're going to do the same thing with, they just signed Raymond Felton to a one-year deal. They're going to have to do the same thing there. And they are big spenders. Like even the Paul George deal was was pretty expensive. Keep in mind, this is a team that basically traded future MVP James Harden. Sure. Because they were scared of the luxury tax. Yeah. So it's weird they to see also them have doing this. The biggest contract in the league with Westbrook, right? Yeah. The, or the most expensive. Yeah. They have three fully max players. Yeah, Adams as well, right? Yeah. 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 I they're gonna have to stretch Carmelo, but I hate I hate it when teams stretch players. Yeah. It's uh, it just hurts, but yeah. So you so you think he'll be kicking around with the Thunder for another season? Melo? Yeah. Or do you think they I, for me, you I'm can't like, stretch somebody and then trade them, though. I don't think. Can you stretch and then like wave? wave? Yeah, stretch. Yeah, and wave, you can right? stretch yeah. and wave. Um, if the Lakers need shooting, yeah, true. Carmelo knows how to shoot, and he can. He's buddies with LeBron. He's buddies with LeBron. Maybe they're gonna. I think they will definitely stretch him in some way, though, because they have yeah. to. They have to get the. If they do that, it saves them ninety million in tax penalties. So wow. you have to do it. You have to stretch them. So you sign Nerlens Noel, cost you ten million. This is the guy who gave up what? How much money? Last he got offered four years, sixty four last year. So he, and left, he said no. Yeah, said no. That cost you ten million. Then if you stretch Carmelo, who's I think what is he getting paid? Nineteen. He got paid nineteen million this He's year. He's supposed to make twenty seven point really? nine. Is what his options for? Oh my goodness! So if you stretch that, that's gonna save you. Yeah. So you have to. Just so people know. By stretching it, you're literally just taking the amount of money that remains and stretching it over uh, certain years. Mm -hmm. So I don't... I believe you can do up to 10 years. I might be wrong there. might be five. I think it's 10, though. On a stretch. Wow. So then you can do 2.79 million for 10 years. And it's just like a cap. You just lose 2.79 in cap for the next 10 years. And he's like... Lots of teams use Off your books, quote-unquote. Like you're still on, like you're he's still on, paying. but he just costs you two. Yeah. Point, but and then I think what they can do is they can make it. Our, I don't know. I heard somebody saying they would make it the minimum amount, hmm. so that would be stretching it even longer. I don't know how that looks. That's just weird. But hey, if it saves you ninety million this year, who cares if you yeah. lose three million down the road each year? Yeah. Did you think the Paul George contract was too much? No, I, I thought it was exactly what they yeah. had to pay him to keep okay. it. Okay. 
And I was impressed that they kept him. What about the Grant contract? Seemed semi-unnecessary. Yeah. But if they're going to be able to stretch Mello and make that work to cut down the penalty, then I'm okay with it. At the time, I was like, okay, like, now yeah. you're just shooting yourself in the foot to keep... Like, it's one... Do whatever well, you have to take to keep a superstar in yeah. Paul George. I mean, don't do whatever you have to take to keep Jeremiah Grant. Yeah, and <laughs> he's not good enough for me. Yeah, I don't mean to be mean, but, like, he's just, like... He hasn't proved he's, himself. He's not worth paying the tax penalty, yeah, that's for sure. I think he took a great leap this year with, you know, yep. his defensive ability and can't shoot. I'm not trusting him. Replaceable. He's very, very yeah, replaceable. very replaceable. Yeah. And, yeah, for that price, I don't know. I thought he was going to go play with his brother in Chicago. <laughs> That'd be something. Um, brothers. Okay, let's, uh, let's close out here with the, some local news. Local this is news. Kinda, this is kind of new. We, we mainly focus on the NBA. I mean, this is, a, I guess, a section of the NBA. This is the NBA. But there's rumors that the Portland Trailblazers could be starting a G, their G League team. G League team. Playing here in Langley. At the Langley Event Center. At the Langley Event Center. <laughs> yeah. So this story... I can't say with a straight face. <laughs> it's crazy to think. Yeah. This story broke last week, late last week. Um, basically, somebody from Sportsnet in Vancouver saying yeah. that they're hearing that it's a strong possibility. Yeah. Uh, People, Adam Forsyth. Adam Forsyth. Forsyth. Yeah. It's been getting a lot of buzz out there. Yeah. Um, I kind of followed up and did a lot of like dig- little digging around like Portland news sites. They're all reporting that this is possibility um i don't know if it's as done of a deal as people seem to think it is i think a lot of people think like this is a lock um i do think that the trailblazers are still looking at opportunities from what i've read and heard within portland one of them being in beaverton uh oregon which is the home of nike mm-hmm. uh so possibly playing on the like the nike court at nike campus just seems so weird that nike's headquarters is in Beaverton. Yeah, it's a pretty Oregon. Look it up sometime. It's a pretty pretty unbelievable facility. Um and that's where they do all of the hoop summit stuff before yeah. they play the game at the Portland Trailblazers uh arena, Moda Center. Yeah. They they do all the pre practices and stuff at the Nike campus. So they could go there, but it seems like the LEC is a real possibility. Uh I think it's gonna be super cool if we get that team like that is elite level basketball that's coming through. Yeah. I think it's a great stepping stone to possibly getting a team down the road. Sure. And especially um, with all the two-way contracts, like there's going to be, you know, you could see some players that were just, you know, on the road playing in Indiana. And then, you know, for sure. a couple of days later, here they are in Langley. Which for sure. Is, <laughs> the best way, best way I could put it to people um, would be like for us it's obviously super cool yeah when you're an nba nerd you're gonna know at least three or four guys on every team that comes through town yeah because you just know the only thing i can say to people (laughs) is like this like if we do get this team that this team and the teams they will play could wipe the floor with any division one college team yeah they could wipe the floor with duke they could wipe the floor with kentucky so just be aware of that like that's the yeah it's basketball basketball that you're gonna see at the lbc yeah yeah you know you think g league these guys are you know, making thirty five, forty thousand bucks a year trying to make it to the league. I'm telling you right now, these guys are are great players. Yeah. And Portland, um, just drafting Anfrey Simons. Uh yeah, Amf- I think his first name's Anfrey. I apologize if I got that wrong. Anfrey Simons, who skipped college last year, uh, spent the summer at or spent the winter at IMG Academy and was drafted by them in the first round. I would assume he would probably start the season. Yeah, with our G League team, I don't know if we're yeah. gonna get. I don't think we're gonna get it that who, soon. Who I think else? It'll be uh, next year. Caleb Swanigan. Maybe get some Swanigan. Yeah, Jake Lemon. 
I could get a picture with Jake. I could get a picture yeah. with. I, actually, I feel like they pay Jake though to be on the roster. Jake Lehman. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Lehman would be be down there. Um, I mean, if Nick Stauskas and Pat Content have a fight to the death, who's on the roster? Maybe one of them will go down. Doubt. Imagine if Stauskas ended up. In That'd be cool because he's Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. Anyways, we'll uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with it's that. It's a story to monitor, but I yeah. think it'd be really cool. Yeah, it's it's funny in the midst of all the free agency madness. There's you know little old Langley getting out there. So yeah, yeah, it could be fun. All right, well that'll wrap. That'll what am I trying to say here? That's a wrap <laughs> for us here. Thanks for listening, and we will get back to you guys with some new content soon. Bye bye.